The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star. And I'm joined again this week by Star Sport reporter Sean Holland. How are you, Sean? Very good, Dylan. Great stuff, great stuff. Before we get into things, just, just give a quick message from our sponsors as the Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, the N71 is bound to be extra busy this bank holiday weekend as West Cork takes over the capital for a weekend of finals in Parky Cueve. On Saturday, there's Newcestown Senior A hurling final replay against Blarney. We'll have more on that later. Well, on Sunday, we have a tantalising double header in store. First up is the Premier Intermediate final, Bantry Blues. They'll be looking to go one better than last year with a victory against Kildamatra at 1pm. Then the big one at 3pm, 10 years after the last championship win, Castlehaven take on Nemo Rangers in a much-anticipated final. We have former Cork footballer Holly O'Sullivan on the podcast today to give his take on the weekend's finals as well as the county board's decision to move that senior A football final between Newcestown and Donnie's to the weekend of November 11th or 12th. That hasn't gone down too well with Donnie's, but we'll speak to Holly about that later on. But first, Sean, there's only one place really to start and that is with the senior final this weekend. As I mentioned there, Castlehaven, they're taking on Nemo Rangers in that final. And you spoke to former Cork footballer Colm O'Neill about one player in particular, the captain, Mark Collins. Um, He's been doing it for years for, for Castlehaven and he seems to be getting better than ever. Yeah, uh, Colm and myself spoke during the week. I was asking Colm about um, Mark pretty much kind of looking at the person himself and the footballer. Um, Cullum is a great time for Mark. Um, anybody that knows Mark knows what really what a genuine, humble guy he is. And um, Cullum would really like to see Mark lift the cup on Sunday, but um, he gives them every opportunity to beat Nemo. Um, Mark obviously is a driving force behind that team. He's playing a bit deeper now uh, in his role with Castlehaven what he used to be um, up in the half forward line he's pushed uh, back the field a small bit to link the play but uh, Mark um, like Damien Collan, Brian Hurley and Michael Hurley were there 10 years ago when they won and they'll be looking to repeat that again this week and they'll be very influential players if the Haven are going to overcome Nemo Yeah absolutely you can read that interview in this week's Southern Star so it's definitely worth picking up a copy you've also done a, a preview of the match and kind of the, the headlines there is that the Havens attack is relentless Nemo's defence on the other hand is miserly so how 
can Castlehaven overcome Nemo this weekend? Yeah, that's probably where the, the game be won or lost this weekend, Dylan. It's a case of one of the best defences in the county against one of the best attacks. Just um, looking at the simple stats, Nemo have conceded just about eight points per game, whereas Castlehaven have scored uh, just about 16 points a game. So something has to give on Sunday. Um, Castlehaven have that front tree of the Hurley brothers and Colan. They also have a, a lovely mix of players bringing the ball up the field as well, like Collins, like Connor Collan, like Cahill Maguire, guys like this who are, who are equally as talented. Um, but Nemo are very stout in defence. Um, they've got Brian Murphy back there. They've obviously got Michal A. Martin in goals. So it'll be an interesting one that um, if, if Nemo can hold Castlehaven, um, I'd be expecting Nemo to do the business. But... If Castlehaven can produce what they produced against St. Finbar's, um, they have every opportunity and I'd expect them to, to win out on Sunday if those forwards can fire. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll hear from Holly O'Sullivan in just a little while as well on that Castlehaven team. And he's saying they're probably the form team going into the final as well. So it's a, a tantalising um, final we have in store. In this week's Southern Star as well, we hear from... Nemo Rangers um, uh, and Cork's Michal A. Martin, who says that they're v- absolutely wary of the scope of Haven's threat as well. So all to play for this weekend. As I said there, the game throws in at 3 p.m. Before that, though, Bantry Blues are back in the Premier Intermediate final. They're taking on, I guess, what many people would say would have been favourites going into the whole uh, championship at the start of the year killing the matcha but Bantry are, uh, are a great team in their own right they have some great players obviously there's there's Rory Dean there and they have the extra fuel as well of the loss last year that is um kind of firing them has fired them to the final anyway this year and they've they've played really well to get this far as well mm-hmm. yeah no that should be a, a fantastic um opening to the football proceedings on Sunday. Um, as you mentioned, all right, Kilimarcha have been hot favourites from the tournament, start of the tournament, and it's the same going into Sunday. A lot of people expecting Kilimarcha to pick up the silverware, but Bantry are a tough team as well. You know, they're they're not easily beaten. And as you mentioned, um, Rory Dean, if if he turns it on, he could win the game um, easily on his own for Bantry. He's that kind of a player, and, and Holly Sullivan will go into it a small bit more as well. But they also have the likes of Sean, uh, Sean Leary there from Whitty Island. We actually have a piece in the star this week and interview with him as well. Another talented footballer on the middle. But uh, Bantry will be there, thereabouts towards the end of the game. Um, Kill the March obviously have their couple of stars as well. Dan O'Donnell obviously standing out for them. But it should be a, an entertaining game of football. And, um, you know, in terms of uh, a day out in, in Parky Cueve, with the Premier Intermediate and the Premier Senior, it's going to be a very interesting day for uh, the big ball. Absolutely. We're hoping a lot of people will get up to Cork for the final. It's also on Rebels Online, but if you can make it up to Cork, up to Parky Cueve, why wouldn't you? So we're going to take a quick break now. It's enough from us on these. We're going to hand it over to the expert in Holly O'Sullivan. And Sean started off by asking him, about Castlehaven's chances this weekend. 
Right, I'm delighted to be joined now by our, our columnist with the star, Holly O'Sullivan. Holly, how are you? Very good. Very good, Sean. And a big weekend of football ahead, Holly. I suppose there's nowhere else to start but the, the big one, Haven and Nemo. Probably our first question is the confidence levels of the Haven. What will they be like going into their final clash now with the lads from the city? Well, I suppose their, their confidence is bound to be high after beating the Bears in the semi-final. Um, at the start of the season, the Bears would have been most people's fancy to win the county. Uh, they obviously they lost the final last year against Nemo, but the whole double thing seemed to se- seem to quell their performance that day. And then Nemo and finals are a different animal, as we all know. But the Haven seem to be going better this year than they've been going in a few years. Um, all their top players seem to be back in good form. Mark Collins had a slow start of the season, but is now playing very very well again. Brian Hurley seems to be fully fit. Michael Hurley seems to be back to the farm that he was in three or four years ago when he was playing with Cork. Um, Jack Callan, you know, he's been out of the intercounty season or the, the intercounty scene for the past 12 months maybe and is a bit more rested and seems far sharper. And then they have uh, a few new young lads like Sean Brown and Jack O'Neill and Thomas O'Mahony who would be better known because he was at the under-20s. You know, they've come in and they seem to have really improved. So, look, I saw them against Bell and Callig in the quarter-final they played for a half. Grand could have been caught in the second half, really, but when when it got tight again, they pushed on. And in the semi-final against the Bears, I'd say it was one of our most complete performances in a while. Mm-hmm. And out of the two teams, who do you reckon is coming in with the most form, Nemo or the Haven? Well, I think the Haven have been tested more than Nemo coming into the game. Um, Grand, you could say Nemo had a tough game against Clan inside in, in, in Bandon that very bad day when the game probably should have been played and look, that that was a test <clears throat> but it was a different kind of a test you know, the, the room for playing football that day was 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 minimal it was a more of a, a battle more than anything else but I think, uh, you know, the Haven got a test against Bell and Calling no, they, they should have been out the gate, you know uh, they got a test against the Bears when again they should have been out the gate. Um, they seem to one thing that seems to be cropping a bit for them is you know the Bell and Colleg were fighting back into the game in the second half, and before they got their goal, they had three other goal chances. The Bears, you know, didn't play to the same levels as we've seen them playing for the last few years um, in the semi final, but were still within two points at the end because of goals. So that is a worry for them. But they seem to be transitioning the ball very quickly. They're playing with fierce aggression. You know, the likes of Conor Callan, who has been playing hurling with the Bears and hurling with Cork and kind of jumping between the Haven and the Bears all season, is probably playing very, very good football as well. The best he's played in a while and was very dominant against the Bears. Um, Nemo, on the other hand, <clears throat> you know, they, they're coming in as champions. You know, they've beaten the Haven the last two times they've met them. Um, they cruised through their group again on max points. Didn't get didn't get the semi-final spot. The Bears got that and score difference. Um, you know, made very easy work again of getting to the final. They do hello just didn't show on the day. So that that's more what I mean than anything else about not having a semi-final test. Do hello were very, very disappointing, but they were still dependent on, you know. The, the, the big players they've had now the while, the likes of the Cronins and Jack O'Donovan around the middle and Conley up front, Kerrigan came off the bench. You know, they don't seem to have the same quality of, let's say, 19 to 22-year-old that the Haven seem to have at the moment, whether that will come for anything they're not remains to be seen. I know you're speaking about the young fellas, but looking at 
some of the lads that have been around a few years now and it's been 10 years since they won their last one and there's four real big names for him. The two Hurley brothers, Brian and Mike, Mark Collins and um, Colin, um Damien, that is. Yeah. How important will they be for the Haven now on Sunday? Well, I suppose if you go back to 2013, <clears throat> you know, Brian Hurley was kind of the coming kid that time at whatever age he was, 21, 22. You know, he did absolute wreck that day to kick 12 or 13 points, you know, five or six from play. Um, that experience, you know, is is worth a fortune. You know, they, they've obviously played in finals since in in, in uh, 15 and 20. Um, they haven't been there or thereabouts in almost every championship. But the fact that the four of those guys have that, you know, that memory of beating Nemo in a county final, which very few have done, the last crew before Nemo or before the Haven to beat them in, in 2013, was UCC back in 1999. So, you know, they're... They're, they're, they have such a phenomenal record of, I think it's 23 out of 27 finals. They'll be gone for 24 or 28 that they seem to have the ability and have that tradition and history to get it right on the day of a final. But then the Haven are coming as the farm team by my reckoning. So it should make for a great battle. Mm -hmm. And finally, as you mentioned it there, Nemo are the final specialists. So to get over the line, what do you think is key and vital for the Haven to bring the Andy Scannell back West Cork? Well, look, I suppose, you know, board managers are going to be absolutely scrutinising each other's teams and the, the two heavy hitting forwards are going to be on paper before the game are going to be Luke Conley and Brian Hurley. Um, Grant in 13, Brian Hurley kicked 12 points, but in the John County final in 15, he didn't score in either game. And in 20, he was injured going into the game, but got two from play and five from freeze. But look, if if Brian Murphy can do, you would expect Brian Murphy to mark him if he can do any kind of a reasonable job on him and he gets the help and you'd expect, you know, compared to the semi-final, the bars left themselves very wide open at the back and Michael Hurley, Jack Callahan and Brian Hurley at a field there. I couldn't see Nima leaving that same space there. Then at the other end, <clears throat> we all know what Candy can do. You know, in the semi-final, he did his, his, his usual number of unusual things, let's say, but then when he got the chance... Any sniff of goal, you know, he got two goals to put the game out of sight, but with, with zero effort. Um, to be interesting to see will Kerrigan start or not. You know, he, he played very well in the quarterfinal, didn't didn't uh, get the start in the semi-final, but it'd be interesting to see will he start in the final. Um, then you look, they're very hardworking. They will shut down that space behind. They'll play with, you know, one, two, sometimes three, depending on how the game is going up front. Um, they're abrasive around the middle, <clears throat> but then it'll be interesting as well to see Will um will Castlehaven put let's say Ronan Walsh, Mark Sherlock against uh, the Bears? Will they go with Ronan Walsh and Luke Conley, or will they sacrifice someone like Rory Maguire to go back and 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 mark Luke Conley, and then that takes away from their ability to transition? And look, the middle eight, same as any other game, is going to be absolutely huge. Who's hungrier? Who's going to win the breaking ball? Who's going to get their kickouts away? You know, all the basic stuff is going to matter most in the final. Mm -hmm. No, and it should be a cracker. Uh, and in preparation for that final then, Holly, we have an appetizer of the Premier Intermediate Football Championship final between Bantry and Kilimartra. So a quick word on that. Um, how do you think Bantry will get on? Do you reckon last year's final loss would be a bit of fuel for them? And do you reckon they'll be able to get over the line on Sunday? I think Bantry's final loss last year you know, will be hugely beneficial to them because they have the experience of playing in the final last year, even though they did lose <clears throat> to a very high quality can talk team on the same day. Um, 
you know, they've they've come through the championship well. They made a very good Kilkenny team in the, the semi-final. You know, they the O'Hendons and, and and numerous other players who have played underage with Cork and would be a season unit as well. They have from last year, they have the two Casey brothers, Mike Casey in goal and Kevin Casey back. Uh they were old farm. Uh Damien O'Neill's son Jack O'Neill is also back. He's playing centre back for them. So that's their plus three players from last year. Um I think the bookies have it that uh that Kilnamarcha are odds on favourites, Bantry are six to four, I think. Now that probably comes from the fact that Kilnamarcha have been playing uh division one in the county league for the past six, seven years and have been doing well there. They've reached Keller Shield finals and all that kind of stuff. Now they also have the likes of Dan O'Donnell and Ty Carkery who are carrying injuries during the Cork season early in the year, but seem to be back to their best form now. But I would say openly that if if Rory Dean is in the mood and decides that he wants to run this show, you know, you know, Kilimarter better watch out because Rory Dean is a serious operator if he's fully fit and if he's ready to go. And they, they have other dangerous forwards as well. So, look, I'd give Bantry a chance, definitely. <clears throat> I don't think it's as, it's as swayed or one-sided as the bookies are making it out to be. Bantry are coming in in a great place. Very good coach in Davey O'Donovan. You know, they're... The, the players that came back in for them that weren't there last year are all first-team players, which will have improved their team. You know, they will have that that mental edge, um, maybe overkill them after having gone through the, the whole process of preparing for a final and building for a final that they had last year. You know, Kilnamartra won't have had that. Kilnamartra might have generally have a small more quality all over the pitch on paper. But look, it, it remains to be seen. But I would give I would give Bantry a serious shot because they are going to fight like dogs for this. You know, they they they're, they're a pro club. They'll want to get back up, up senior A. Um, they they would have been very disappointed with being relegated a couple of years back. Mm. No, dead right. Um, it should be two fantastic finals. And finally, Holly, just the news came through this week about Newstone and Dawnies. Um, obviously with Newstone drawing their yeah. hurling. Uh, final with Blarney. The game has been pushed back now uh, a fortnight. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's a bit uh, unusual to, to nearly refix a final three times now? And do you think um, that would be almost beneficial for Newstone or being a disadvantage for Donnie's? Or what way do you think it's it's played out? My, my, my initial reaction, considering that Senior A doesn't go out into the Munster Club Championship, was that the replay of the hurling should have gone back and left for the football. You know, because Donnie's obviously had their schedule and their training plan and their training schedule and all the rest of it made out. Um, look, it's incredible what Newcastle are doing. You know that they're that they've that they they've drawn with Blarney in a, a county hurling final when they are complete underdogs and probably had chan- chances to win it. But you know, the fact that the replay is on the Saturday directly after, and it took the county board a little while in to decide that they were going to put the football back a week. You know, you move two matches. Was there a need to move two matches? You know, the the hurling I think easily could have gone back until two weeks after the football, and it would have left the schedule pretty similar to what it was, rather than disrupting what the Dannys were doing. But look, it will probably go one or two ways for Newcastle. If they win the hurling, they'll be carrying absolutely huge momentum into the football, and they'll have that winning feeling, and they'll have that huge belief. If they lose the hurling, then it might take them a little while to pick things back up and and get ready for the football. But Donnie's are also in a fantastic spot. You know, granted, it's gone back a week, but it's only a case of <clears throat> re- re- reschedule what you're doing and put your final week preparations back a week. And it gives them an extra week to to really <clears throat> hone in what they need to hone in on to get the, the better of Newcastle. But it should be a cracking game. 
if if um if the day is dry, it will it will suit the Donnies because the quality of football they played in the semi final was absolutely fantastic and uh, Fionn Hurley had an absolute field there. But you can be absolutely sure that Newstone will do everything they can to shut down that space that that those Donnies forwards in enjoyed um in the in the semi final. And if Hurley is held. You know, there's going to be far, far more responsibility on the likes of Mark Buckley and and Keith White to to get those scores that are that that will be needed to get them over the line. But look, a huge West Cork derby. You know, we're guaranteed one cup coming west, regardless. So you know, it's a toss of a coin. But if I was to to pick one, I'd pick Donny's on that. Mm. No, it should be a fantastic clash, and obviously the two games on Sunday as well should be fantastic as well. And Holly, listen, um, that's all the football talk we have for me this week. Um, appreciate you joining us here at Southern Star. No problem, Sean. Thanks, bye. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Now, welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And as we heard there at the end of Sean's chat with Holly O'Sullivan, there's been a, a controversial situation, I guess, to, to say the least, with um, the reorganisation of the Newcestown Donnie's um, football final that was meant to be on November the 5th. It's been rescheduled to November either the 11th or 12th we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon so um, maybe by Thursday I I know uh, the Cork County Board are are hearing some appeals um, especially in relation to Newsestown's red card at the end of their final against Blarney so there might be some new information on that but as we are recording I guess there's a couple of points to, to make here first of all from from Donny's um point of view, they've been at pains to to say that the episode has left a sour taste, but they have no issue with with Newcestown or Blarney. So it's not a case of of kind of clubs fighting with each other. It's more a case of Donny's being disappointed at the fact that it's now been five or it will have been five weeks since their semi final win over Knocknagree and that was four weeks after their last group game now obviously they they had a quarterfinal bye there as well which which kind of contributed to that but I guess Sean for for those who don't know or those who aren't up to date with the situation um Newcestown and Blarney drew at the weekend in the the hurling final um that meant that their game has, or the the replay has been scheduled for this weekend, and the Cork County Board, I guess, their decision want is is to allow the clubs to have a fortnight between games. So Newcestown playing this weekend, it would only be a week then until the football final. So the decision was made to to move the the football final out by a week. A lot of people have been pointing out that perhaps it might have been. A better decision, or or a decision that would make more sense for them to to move the the hurling instead. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Um, you can see um, you know the anger from the Dawny side. You know, as you as you said there, the gaps they've had in between games. Like if if anyone that's involved in GA or has an interest in GA or has played at any level, you know that kind of gap can be a hindrance um to a team. Uh, you like to be playing games 
you know, even a couple of weeks apart is a perfect um, time frame. But the fact that they now have to wait another couple of weeks to play the football final is a hindrance uh, on the field. And it's also a hindrance off the field. You have people who've booked flights home from all corners of the world, you know, to see their their club play in a county final for the first time in 17 years. So you can see the anger from the Dawny side. Obviously, as you mentioned, um, it's not an issue between clubs. It's purely Dawny's issue is with the county board. And you got to think like uh, Cork, Cork people will always be uh, talking about hurling and football. And there's always the debate saying that, you know, the hurlers get a bit more grace from the county board and hurling is always kind of put more forward than the football. And it's kind of evident here again, you know, um, that the football is, is being um, almost put to the back, the back end and, and the hurling is given the, the prominence. But Blarney would be playing three weeks in a row. You know, Newsestown wouldn't mind the game being pushed back. People have holidays booked. You know, some players are going away. We know Sean Daly there, the fullback from Dawnies. He was meant to be emigrating. He's going to have to change that back. People coming from Australia, who's going to be reimbursing them? It's just, it's a mess. And um, the county board pretty much jumped to a conclusion too early. They should have taken a deep breath, relaxed, look at all possibilities, and then made their idea. But um, play it six days after it's, it's it's a bit of a farce now at the moment so it's it'll be interesting to see uh, how that plays out yeah obviously the game at the weekend um shouldn't be put on the back burner either it was a, a cracking game between Blarney and Newcestown uh 116 for Blarney 19 points for Newcestown and again I guess a word there on just the sheer determination in this Newcestown side because they were after 24 minutes they were won five to seven points behind and they spent a lot of the game kind of trying to reel in Blarney um, and Blarney would have been many people's favourites going into the game and they showed point after point they scored that they they were well in the game and they had their chances to win it as well Um, so how do you think they'll be feeling going into this weekend's final? Yeah it's an interesting one Um, obviously Anybody who watched the game knows how it finished and how it came down to a sideline from Mark Coleman. Um, anybody that was watching on Rebels Online or anybody who was at the game was unaware until afterwards that the referee had notified Coleman that his sideline cut was the final play. So what happened uh, and transpired with Kyle Hagerty having the ball in the net um, was irrelevant as Coleman had to put it over from the sideline. But um, I suppose both teams will be happy to be still in it. Um, both could have won it, um, obviously with the goal at the end for Blarney, but Trevor Horgan had a point um, for Newcestown that put him into the lead in extra time. Um, but, you know, both teams will have another crack at it. Um, it will be just a case of who recovers the best over the next couple of days and who shows up again on Saturday. Yeah, we have a report on last weekend's final in this week's Southern Star out on Thursday. And we're also taking a look ahead. Noel Horgan has a look at this weekend's final. So that's taking place at 5 p.m. on Saturday. Um, just a small note there as well. Like I said, we're recording this on, on Wednesday. News is sound are hoping that an appeal against Richard O'Sullivan's red card in the drawn game can be overturned. It's believed that the hearings are due to take place at Parky Cueve on Thursday night. So we're we're not aware of the outcome of that. Um, but we have a note on that in this week's paper as well. 
lots to talk about there. We could probably talk about it all day, Sean, but we do need to move on and we'll move on now. Um, I guess kind of full exposure or full um to to let the listeners know you're you're kind of part of, of the next story here. The Barry Row footballers, they're back in the big time. They're twenty after a 20 year gap, they're back in the Carberry Junior A football final. And um, you had a good victory over Balanascarty in the semi-final. Um, again, a quick turnaround, but um, you must be delighted to, to make it into the final. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Um, first Junior A final now for the club um, in 20 years. Our last one was 2003. We've never won it, so it'll be a nice one to win. Um, obviously, we came through an absolute epic battle against Balanascarty. I had a great time for all the, the Ballinascarty lads. You know, we went to school with them, you know, fellas be on the same school teams, you know, Carby teams with each other, you know, we go out on the weekends with them, you know. So they're a great bunch of lads. And to be fair to them, they gave us uh, a right good battle. Um, it literally, it came down to extra time. And we probably pulled away from a small bit. Um, but, you know, that's probably testament to the fitness work we've done with our coaches this this year um, to have us ready and able for that Um but one of the most interesting things um, for anyone that was at the game, um, you could probably make uh, an assumption or compare it to um, American football right at the end. Um, ben Lascarti got a free deep into added time on the 45 and we were one point up. And they brought on their usual free taker, Killian Cullinan. Uh, Killian has had a few injuries in the past, so he wasn't able to start. Um, but he'd be their normal free taker. And Killian was brought on specifically for a free, like you'd bring on a kicker at the end of a, an American football game. And to his credit, he kicked a massive score um, that brought the game to extra time to, to something incredibly unique and um, fair play to him. But, you know, we just we just got over in the end. We just probably had that extra bit of legs. But um, now it's Kilmackaby on Friday. Um you know, they're the kingpins of West Cork. We're under no illusions that we're in for an absolutely monumental battle. You know, this is their fifth final now in eight years. So they've been there. They've done that. You know, we're the new kids in the block. We're we're going in as underdogs. You know, we just, you know, we, we need to knuckle down, try and, try and stay with them. It's going to be a tough task. Um, hopefully we're up to it. Um, I was only talking with the lads a couple of days ago, how far we've come. It was only four or five years ago that we were in Division 3 of the, the Football League and we were actually playing Kilmackaby's second team and they brought about 40 lads down to Barry Row where their first team trained on the top pitch and their second team uh, beat the brakes off us uh, down in the main pitch. So it's a case of, um, you know, we're going to have to put our shoulder to the wheel and it's going to be a long, hard 60 minutes. I'd expect it to be a very close game. Um, we're under no illusions what a monumental task is ahead of us, but it would be fantastic to come out the, the right side of it on Friday night. Absolutely. And if people want to go and see that game, where is it on? What time? The game is on at eight o'clock in Dunmanway on Friday night. Great stuff. And you can read more, as we've been saying, in this week's Southern Star. We have reports from both semi-finals and a look ahead at the final there as well. So, a big weekend of GA ahead. We're going to take a very quick break now and we'll be back then just to have a look at what's in this week's Southern Star. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and it's everybody's favourite time of the week as we take a very quick look ahead at what's in 
this week's star sport. As we've been saying throughout the podcast, it's GAA heavy as we are looking ahead to plenty of West Cork finals or teams from West Cork involved in, in finals. Holly O'Sullivan, we spoke to him earlier, but in this week's paper, he's looking in more detail at the Castlehaven Nemo Rangers final, giving his opinions there and seeing or saying how Castlehaven can overcome a Nemo Rangers side who have a brilliant record in finals. There's also uh, Tom Lyons takes a look at the players who created history for Skibbereen in 1993 as the Rasa Heroes. They're reuniting for a 30th anniversary of their All-Ireland triumph. There's a great look back on that victory in 1993 in this week's star as well. We have previews of the Newsestown Blarney Hurling final of Castlehaven and Nemo Rangers, like I said, of Bantry Blues against Kilnamatra, of Barry Rowan, Kilmacabee. So it's absolutely packed full of GAA. Elsewhere, we have our latest from Derby, where Conor Howerhan is helping the Rams recover after some heated post-match confrontation with fans over there. So things haven't been going great, but they, they're doing well in recent weeks Um, after that confrontation. There's also the latest West Cork soccer news from Jeremy McCarthy and a very interesting piece there on why there is no West Cork Academy schoolgirls teams this season, despite the fact that there has been an increase in the number of teams playing in West Cork. So zero representation there, which is disappointing. We also have the latest, as always, in road bowling and motorsport as well as Bantry host a thrilling finale at the weekend. That's all in this week's Southern Star Sport. There's loads more there as well, alongside the main section of the newspaper. So that'll be in shops and online from Thursday morning. And as always, if you're further afield, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If if you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.